Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Jacko Media Podcast. You are listening live on Spotify, Anchor, Anchor, which is now Spotify Podcasters, surprisingly. Um, Apple Podcasts, I think it is. Amazon Music and a few other platforms we're on right now. Anyways. Yeah, since the last time we've done stuff. Um, it's It's been a wild five days. Not as wild as like pre-trade deadline. But just wild in terms of like there's, there's stuff happening like on the more technical side of everything and man pretty much you can start it off with the fact that Danny uh, Danny Briere is the interim GM of the Philadelphia Flyers Chuck Fletcher was let go by the Flyers how long is his tenure or was his tenure I should say Chuck Fletcher was GM for four years, three months, and six days. And he was executive vice president for seven months and seven days, which he let go in 2019. But he was also president of hockey operations, which he was also let go for just a little under three years and eight months. So... This is an interesting, interesting um, way to go about things, but this was kind of expected considering the fact that this guy like flat out did nothing at the trade deadline other than get Brendan Lemieux. had the chance to move Van Riemsdyk but you didn't and I, I just take a look at the way that Philadelphia is built and they got some anchors for a contract in Kevin Hayes making 7.14 million uh, Provorov is not a terrible contract Uh, he's a really he's a solid defenseman with some offensive upside so it kind of balances out so uh, I won't rip on that one uh, the one that's really just uh, makes me just kind of cringe looking at it is Rasmus Ristolainen man did he cash in uh, at the right time He was he had that six year five point four million dollar contract uh coming out of Buffalo. Was traded in the final year to Philly. Uh, and he's been mediocre since the nineteen twenty season. So you haven't hit twenty points in three seasons. 
making over five million. Yeah, that's gonna be a rough one. Another tough contract that I'm looking at is the Sean Couturier one. It's the first year of an eight year deal and he's only played 29 games this year. He has 17 points. This is a team that's built well into the future, but I just look at it and I'm just... You don't have a solid prospect uh, pool. So, take it as you will. I hope Rear finds a way to work with what he has, because it's not an ideal situation to be coming into, to be honest. And uh, Briera has some work to do, which sucks, but it is what it is. So, uh, where was I going with that? Sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Um, Briere, former player. He played for a while. Okay. I can't go to the staff thing. He was drafted 24th overall by the Arizona Coyotes in 1996. played 973 games has 307 goals 389 assists at 696 total points so I look at that he's obviously a good player tougher to uh, 744 penalty minutes yeah I mean he's with Philly for a bit say about that um, other than good for the Flyers I hope something happens in the offseason you only have eight million dollars in cap space you have the guy sign guys maybe JVR if he doesn't walk he's probably gonna walk to free agency he'll be 34 Brendan Lemieux who's gonna be 27 in two days Surprisingly, not surprisingly, but um, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's going to hit the open market. Philly's not going to resign him. Likely, they're going to try and use their cap space effectively. Because you also got Kiefer Bellows, Noah Cates, and Morgan Frost, who are restricted free agents in your forward uh, pool. You got Justin Braun. He turned 36 this year. He'll be a free agent. They might get rid of him. Who knows? The one that might be a bit of a contract is Cam York. He might be in the $2 million uh, range. 
I haven't seen a lot of the Flyers play, so he also might just get a bit of a pay raise. Not, not by much, but just a bit. Either way. Either way, it's just like one of those things you look at and they're anchored with contracts with Couturier, Atkinson, and Konechny on IR for a combined $19.125 million. And let's hope it pans out for them in the future. Like I said, they got a well-built team. And I'm hoping that Rare can come in and do something with what he's been given. With what he's been given. You also got John Tortorella as the head coach. So. Yeah. Torts has been around a few times. So. Holy crap, he was in Columbus for five and a half years. Thought it was much shorter than that. Probably because his Vancouver stint was under a year. And as we know, the Tortorella stint in Vancouver had its... It was one of those uh, kind of stints. Um, another thing that I want to kind of talk about is... Coyotes. The Arizona Coyotes, just kind of the state of their rebuild, because it, it, feel, it feels like they've been rebuilding since they came into the league. And. Last year in the 2022 draft, the Arizona Coyotes had, they made, they made 10 selections, and five of which came in the first two rounds. Three in the first round being Logan Cooley, Connor Geeky, and Maverick Lamoureux, and then two in the second round. I don't know if or how well their second rounders are going to pan out, but Logan Cooley and Connor Geeky are going to be huge players in the future for them. But just you have four first round picks in the next three years, nine second round picks in the next three years, 
nine third round picks in the next three years. You have four fourths, four fifths, four sixths, and three sevenths across the next three years. Like, they have a lot of draft capital. And it's, I, I don't know what they're fully doing, but. Yeah. Either way, it feels like they get a good player and then they they don't know what to do with them, so they just kind of just, you know, develop them and, and trade them, like Jacob Chikrin. Um, we all know Chikrin. Chikrin was finally traded to Ottawa after like two seasons of where is he going to go, where is he going to play? Across six games, he's got two goals, two assists, four points. He's not a bad player. Is what we're starting to figure out. Jacob Chikrin is a pretty solid defenseman, and the way Ottawa's built, it's like you can only hope they do something, but they might not. Which is the thing. You have Thomas Shabbat, Jacob Chikrin, Travis Hamanick. Artem Zub, Jake Sanderson, Nick Holden, and Eric Brandstrom on your blue line. And they might have to give away or give up a guy unless they want to run uh, like a rotation like the Jets do, which is another thing. Uh, Winnipeg. Like, you've developed Dylan Sandberg quite well. You have Morrissey, Schmidt, Pionk, Dylan and DeMello, which is a great five to have. But then after that, you have Sandberg, Stanley, and Capobianco fighting to be in the lineup. And I look to the minors. You got Salomonson, Hanela, Lundmark, Bauer, Chisholm, Kuzman, Gawanke, and Sotner. You got eight guys in the minors who are probably decent defensemen. Eight guys signed to AHL and NHL deals, I should say, because there's probably more down there. But, man, the one, or the two waivers, uh, guys that we put on waivers this year, that I look at and say that is absolutely stupid. The first is Michael Esamont, or Asamont, however you say that damn name. I never get it right. I have a buddy who called it Esamoyant forever, which drove me up a wall, but I love my friends. <laughs> Michael Esamont, when he was in San Jose, he had Three goals, five assists, eight points across 20 games and 34 penalty minutes. He had five points and 19 with Winnipeg. He just wasn't getting the opportunity. He also had a fight while he was here. He goes to Tampa. No, no points yet, but his role is to be a pest. He's playing with Perry and Maroon for crying out loud. And he's got 16 penalty minutes so far. He's 
rough and tumble. The other one that I'm looking at that's an absolutely stupid, uh, absolutely stupid uh, guy to put on waivers was uh, Jonathan Kovacevic. played 61 games so far it's only got 10 points but he's the shutdown defenseman that Montreal needs he's 6'4 210 he's not a small guy by any means but Montreal is one of those teams they have all the pieces for their young guys they don't got the cap space right now but in cap space next year. You got Cole Caulfield to sign. I'm looking at how they're going to afford like half these guys unless Caulfield takes a bridge deal. Kent Hughes and Martin St. Louis they got some work to do over in Montreal but Kovacevic's been huge for Montreal all year. I'm just saying Winnipeg could use them over Logan Stanley right now. I'm not knocking on him. He can play up to a specific level. He's not a fighter, which is the thing. And like, yeah, big whoop. Uh, he's not a fighter, things like that. But the next time we play Minnesota, which may have to be a playoff game, I think, or the circumstances will have to be a playoff game. I'm just checking that right now. Nope, April 11th. In Minnesota, Logan Stanley, after injuring Kirill Kaprizov, is probably going to have to answer for injuring Kaprizov because, like, he fully just fell on Kaprizov. And I don't know about you, it kind of looked like he was being a bit of a pest there. He's also not a small guy. He's six foot six or six foot seven. But we can expect the next game. There's gonna be some uh, some fun. Yeah, some fun in the game. And the Jets so far, their two deadline acquisitions and Nino Niederreiter and Vladislav Nemesnikov are looking wonderful. Nemesnikov has five points in five games, two goals, three assists. He's a plus three. He's looking incredible. Nino Niederreiter has three goals, three assists in seven uh, games. These have been pretty solid acquisitions just for picks, pretty much. Like You didn't give up the moon kind of bringing this back to my point of Arizona rebuilding is 
are we going to see a competitive Arizona team ever again? Or at all? Because it honestly feels like... It feels like one of those things where... It seems like one of those things where um, you just have the guy there and then you just you look at the long term of hey we can get picks for him in the future but you're not thinking about making yourself competitive and either they're going to have to start trading out assets and or draft capital or it's going to be one of those things where they have to bring in guys through free agency and trade out their capital for cap space because this narrative of Matthews is going to leave for Arizona is not it's likely false specifically of he's going to look at this team and be like there's more competition out where I am because there is like your, your top defenseman is Patrick Nemeth, and yeah, they they don't got a whole lot going for them right now. So I hope to see a competitive Arizona team in the next five years. It's not likely to happen. Then another thing I just want to talk about before I wrap up is uh, fights after clean hits. Kind of want to hear your thoughts on this. So you can fill up the uh, link below, which is the Google Forms. You can leave a question slash comment. And like I'm one of the I'm one of the people where I truthfully believe that fighting in a game takes place for like when you got to stick up for a teammate when your team up get uh, when your team up uh, I can't English right now when your teammate gets blown up in the ozone for having their head down if it injures them okay if it's dirty okay but if it's shoulder to shoulder and the guy makes eye contact at the last second they kind of mutually show each other like oh crap alright we're having this uh, we're doing this whole thing, then, alright, maybe, maybe leave them, but a lot of Truba's hits result in fight, which I don't think is necessary, but, man, also, uh, how many games did he get? Uh, just before I forget to mention is, I was uh, in the last episode I talked about the D'Angelo spearing incident, and where is it? got the three games come on 
I can just look up NHL player safety. You got two games for spearing Perry in the nuts. And Fights out through the clean heads thing. There's a, like I said, there's a place, there's a time and a place for fighting. And right after a clean hit, it happens more often than not. But it happens too much almost. Um, I see it as one of those things where guys are just fighting to show that they're sticking up for their teammates at this point, which kind of sucks. And there there's a fine line of showing when to fight, and it's one of those things where it's just one of those things where we look at it and from the fan perspective of trying to cover it to the best of my abilities and trying to get better at covering it I I can kind of see the argument where people start to come off and say uh, about the younger generation and whatnot, the people who are going to possibly be playing professionally at one point where where they say things like well you're just showing if a guy touches your teammate you gotta go fight about it and that's maybe not get off on that foot I can kind of go a little more in depth uh, with this in the uh, in the future as more incidents happen but Jacob Truba is the guy that seems to be the guy where he'll hit a guy it's it's a huge hit admittedly but he's got to always answer for for it for some reason Finally, uh, the Sens ownership, it's the bids, they're getting close to a billion dollars, like 900 million is not a small number by any means, and we all know Ryan Reynolds wants ownership, he's kind of made that clear, the howling and moon is all I need. Can't stop yawning for some reason. Otherwise, if you enjoyed uh, today's podcast, you can like. Can't like. This isn't YouTube. You can share it with your friends. I encourage you to share. Uh, If you have a question or or a comment, you can share it in the. Or you can click the link in the description. I also want to thank the Jansen boys for allowing me to use their music, which you'll hear at this. You'll hear it playing at the end of the podcast, which is currently playing. This one is called One for the Road. You can listen to it on Spotify 
and a few other platforms. They have a YouTube channel, which I'll link below. I'll link their Spotify as well. And, yeah. I'll see you guys in the next few interviews that we have. Believing I could find some peace of mind. No strings attached, no contract signed. Just a place for me to unwind